Hello everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Isaac. And you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This podcast is a watch through of Avatar The Last Airbender. We will be discussing each episode in detail and giving our opinions on it. So stick around and be a part of the conversation. Just as a warning, this episode does feature spoilers from Avatar The Last Airbender. This is a teen rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Let's Talk Avatar. I'm Rachel. And I'm Isaac. And today, sadly, is our final episode in um, Avatar The Last Airbender. We will be starting on to um, Legend of Korra after this. We're going to take a little break. We'll go into more detail later. Um, But yes, this is our last episode. We'll be discussing episodes 17 through 21 of season three and you guys we have a couple disclaimers before we start because this was just very overwhelming for us um just a warning if you have not seen any of this like any of avatar and you've just kind of been listening along do not listen to this episode if you plan on watching avatar because this has major spoilers this is the end of the entire series and i don't want to ruin anything for you guys because we're definitely going to talk about a lot of different spoilers yeah (laughs) um Our other disclaimer is basically these episodes, there's so much that goes on. So we're not really going to be explaining much unless we absolutely have to. Um, We're just going to be talking about our thoughts and the different themes within these episodes and how we feel. Yeah. Um, Also, today is Friday, which means we get to pick our giveaway winner. Um, our the winner will be announced on our Instagram and our Twitter. So if you're interested in knowing who won, feel free to check out our Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar and our Twitter at Let's Avatar. Right? Let's yes. Avatar. Okay. <laughs> Again, Let's Talk Avatar was taken. That's why we don't have it. <laughs> um, let's so, hop, let's just hop into it okay, because I have so, so much to say. Ember Island players. I thought it was amazing. I loved it. Yes, like, hilarious. It is it's a very, very good episode to watch before we get into like the deep, dark, intense moments of the and I guess this like finale. You have this like kind of like comedic relief episode where you're like, yeah, this is very lighthearted and fun, and then you're gonna get into some like intense episodes. And they just made a lot of jokes, like fourth wall breaking jokes, and I loved it. Like there was even um there was a part in the play where Jet gets covered with like a rock and in the stand is all is like Team Avatar and um, Zuko's like, did he just die? And Sokka's like, mm, it wasn't really clear to us. Which we've is what- talked, We've talked about this too. We're like, wait, did Jet ever die? And none of us knew. So it yeah. was just funny that they came back to that. Yeah, Which that, I think it's solidifying the fact that he does die. There's just a bunch of one-liners in there and different jokes that the writers purposely put in at the end of the whole series mm-hmm. to kind of, like, laugh about it. Which I thought was really cool. The fact that they were able to do that. But yeah, that's kind of all I had for it. But I will say the casting for the player, the Ember Island players. Um, Aang as a woman. It's hilarious. And they, Toph as a muscular huge man. It's just it's all around funny and entertaining and that's what I really enjoyed about it. Like I said, it was such a good episode to watch before getting into a little more intense, deep episodes. And they're on Ember Island. Like, that... Can we just take a moment to appreciate how amazing Ember Island really is. I would love to live on Ember Island. I just find it super fascinating. It is like, to me, the the definition of a 
island vacation getaway. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just perfect. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to dive into... Okay, oh. you guys, this is... I cried a lot. Ask Isaac. I cried a lot. She did. Um, we have a lot to say about this. And Isaac and I even tried to sit down separately and write down our thoughts. And we just couldn't because there's just too much. And writing him down, we, we couldn't even focus long enough to write down how we felt because there was just, it was just overwhelming. Yeah. And you have to realize, too, I mean, we've watched Avatar many times, but we haven't watched the finale in a few years. So it felt like it, it felt like we were going into it as if we'd never watched it before exactly. in some ways. Which made it re which made it even better because it was like, oh, I don't even remember this. this like, is what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, we knew what was going to happen, but we don't remember the details, which made it entertaining for us um i don't know where do you want to start off There's i guess let's just start with part one um basically their ang is having to train and this is basically ang figuring out whether or not he wants to kill the fire lord and this is really when his morality gets twisted into this whole ending mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like i don't know you you get this because i'm trying to like still gather my thoughts um I don't know. So what I would say is, obviously, Aang being an air nomad, he they're they're very peaceful, um, vegetarian, not no harm, no violence kind of people. So the idea of him killing the Fire Lord is not okay with him. With any with everyone else in the group, it's like a no brainer. Like you have to kill him if you want peace in the world. You have to kill him, and Aang is struggling with that. And like I said, I'm not going to go into detail in the episodes. I'm just gonna. I think I feel like I'm just gonna jump around because yeah. there's something I want to say about. Um, he ends up running away like he always does. This time it wasn't meaningful, though. I mean, was it purposeful? It kind of like he just kind of... This, his spirit, I guess, took over and led the way. I would say it's like a prophecy. It's like he's just... He's not doing this himself. It's like fate is taking him there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he ends up on this island by himself. Well, Momo's with him. But he, realize, he realizes like, oh, maybe I was led here because it's supposed to be like... Maybe this is a spirit world kind of thing. So he sits down and he um, reaches, you know, he, he goes to his like meditation pose and he um, calls, I guess, like, I don't, what was it, like, summons Roku kind yeah, of Yeah, like past avatars. Yeah. And, he, and so he talks to Roku and he's pretty much asking, like, what do I do? And Roku's telling him, like, you know, like, we, we can all tell you stuff, but we can't make that decision for you. Um, but he pretty much tells him, like, I'd kill him. Yeah. Then he calls on Kyoshi. <laughs> and she's like, kill that bitch. Yeah, Kyo <laughs> and Kyoshi's basically like, you have to do what's, you have to do what's right for the world kind of thing, you know? And then he calls on, um... Kurik, is that his name? Who's yeah, the water? Yeah, Yeah, he's the um, waterbender um, that was before Aang. Obviously yeah. the one before Korra. Um, and he says the same thing. So all of these avatars, past avatars, are telling him he's going to have to kill the Fire Lord, which is not what he wants to hear. Then he decides to call on the one of the last, you know, air nomads, which was Aang Chen. And what she says, it, I mean, I had so many goosebumps throughout this entire, it was a four-part episode. Throughout all these episodes, I had so many goosebumps. But this moment really hit me because um, she pretty much says, like, um, you, you know, like, the air nomads in your time raised you right. But the thing is, is they can enter a spiritual awakening and get to this point where they're at, which is where you're trying to get, but they're not the avatar. She was talking about spiritual detachment. And being able to detach your your self and your beliefs to save 
everyone. Yeah, she told him, you you can never detach yourself from this world because this world is the reason you're here. You're here to save this world. So you can't detach yourself from the world like the monks have taught you to do. And I think, uh, to me, that made total sense. And again, she's saying, too, like, you need to do what you have, like, you have to do what you need to do in order to save the world, even if that means killing him, pretty much. Again, it's not what he wants to hear, but he's like, okay, I've, I've had my answer. I, I'm going to have to kill him, you know? I just loved how each avatar had something new to say about the matter, even though they all felt kind of the same way. And I loved how Kyoshi was, like, so justice, like, 100% justice. And then Roku was like, I can't make that for you, but yes, kill him. Mm -hmm. And then same with Kirk, and then Yang Chen is, like, trying to reason with him. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was cool that he had multiple different ideologies and experiences. It's really cool that he can call on his past avatars, or or, or past, like, Lives. lives to help him in situations. But, I mean, this is a situation, too, that they can only give advice on. They can't tell him what to do because they're not him and every avatar is going to do something different and they're not living in this current day yeah exactly um but it was definitely one of those moments where i was just like dang you can and you can tell like ang is fighting himself here he's literally going against everything he has ever known and it's killing him it is literally killing him he he's having such a struggle um but beyond that we'll come back to it because there's some there's some more stuff to that but um so in the real world they're like where is Aang? Yeah, they're all like, where's Aang? And then Sokka nails it straight on the head. And he's yeah. like, he's probably off on some kind of spiritual journey. And they're like, whatever. And it's like, yeah. no, Sokka's <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Um, I loved how they utilized characters from previous seasons and episodes. Like, I love how Avatar is just able to use up all of their characters, you know? And I think a lot of that has to do with, like, voice actors and loving the show and different things like that. Like, but they go to June because... Zuko's like, well, if I know any uh, someone who can find anyone, it's June. Because mm-hmm. she has that, like, mole thing that can literally s- smell anyone in the world, pretty yeah. much. So they find her, and they give her pet um, Aang's staff that has his scent on it. And he starts to smell it, and the mole can't smell anything. Mm-hmm. And then June's like, your friend's gone. And Sokka's like, like, dead gone? And she's like, no, because... If he was dead, we'd still be able to find him. Yeah, she, um, and he's just gone. Like <laughs> He doesn't... She says he doesn't exist. Yeah. Which tells you right there, he's obviously in the spirit world. Because if he wasn't, they'd be able to find him. It's weird, though, because your body still stays in the present day, in the real world, when you go to the spirit world. So maybe this was, like... This had to have been some huge moment. Like, awakening moment. Yeah. Well, so then they can't find Aang, so they, they're they like, well, let's find Iroh. At least Zuko is, because they're like, if there's anyone I know that could take down the Fire Lord, it's Iroh. So he gets his smelly shoe that he just happens to hold on to, and they end up finding him. This moment, for me, I probably bawled more in this moment than I did throughout the entire series, because we've it's been so waiting good. for this reunite, like, for them to reunite for such a long time but this time Zuko is where Iroh's always wanted him to be and there's a moment where Iroh I mean Iroh Iroh's sleeping Zuko goes into his tent but then Iroh wakes up and it's just Zuko crying pretty much telling him like I'm so sorry I know you're probably disappointed in me and Iroh just grabs him and they hug and they're crying and I'm crying because I'm like oh my gosh like I've been waiting for this moment and he's 
Zuko's pretty much his son, you know? Like, Z- Iroh has raised Zuko and, and helped him become the man he is. And then Iroh's basically saying, like, I never hated you. I was just disappointed and sad, you know? Yeah. But he, yeah, he's like, I never hated you. I was never angry. I just was sad that you might not find your way. But what's so cool about Iroh's character is that he gave him the space to find his way. He never forced him into anything. He explained things to him and tried to help him, but he never forced him into one way or the other, which I think helps in the long run in him figuring out who he is. These last four episodes solidify how good Avatar is and how good the character progression and characters in general are. Um, I feel like... Like, I got goosebumps just staring at oh. Team Avatar. I mean, Aang wasn't there, but him too. Um, Team Avatar talking with the White Lotus and coming up with different plans to finish the job, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, wow, these kids are no longer kids like they're they're growing you know i definitely feel like we could have watched each episode and did a 30 minute podcast on each episode because there's so much to it so this will probably run longer just to warn you guys now that we're 12 13 minutes into the episode <laughs> i'm going we're gonna jump around here we're not gonna stay in any kind of um, chronicle, wait, bef- chronological order here before zuko uh finds iroh the white lotus find them oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. And you right. realize there's uh, the bending masters of previous time or previous episodes are part of the White Lotus. Boomy. Um, Sokka's master. Sokka's master. Paku, master. Like, um, who else? Zhang Zhang. Zhang Zhang. All of these masterful teachers are just there. And they're like, yeah, we're, we've been a part of the this organization forever. Iroh started it and all these things. It's just like crazy. Um. Can we also talk about for a second our our appreciation for Suki throughout this last these four episodes because yeah. she I mean there are plenty of moments where Toph and Sokka would be they'd be dead. dead. They would be dead without Suki. And I just I love her character so much. I think she's a great character and I'm I was so glad to see her in these last four episodes participating, which Isaac and I mentioned this multiple times. So pretty much once they go, they 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 see the White Lotus. I, they talk to Iroh and then they leave, and it's Katara and Zuko going after Azula because it is now. I mean, it's it's now out there that Zuko needs to be the Fire Lord. So he's like, okay, I need to go take it from my sister who has now been deemed the Fire Lord. And this whole time, they don't know if Aang's coming back. Yeah. So they're literally putting their life on the line. They're like, well. We're going to finish the Avatar's job, and we're if gonna, he doesn't come back, he doesn't. If he does, he does. Yeah, they're but we're like, still going to fight. We're going to be here for him no matter what, even if he's not here for himself kind of thing. Um, but Katara and Zuko are going to fight uh, Azula, and then Toph, Suki, and Sokka are going to take out the fleet of um, the like ships that are yeah, going like to burn all of the earth kingdom Which, can we just I, okay can we just talk okay, about the fact that they're going to this. burn the entire earth kingdom so before this day actually comes there's a moment where azula walks up to the fire lord her dad and he's like she's like okay let's get a move on and he's like oh there's been a change of plans i'm going you're staying here and she gets sad she's like sad that she doesn't get to participate in genocide Mm-hmm. she's like <laughs> it was my idea yeah, like like it's something to be angry. Like she has a right to be angry over that. Um, From that point on, she goes psycho. This is where psycho. you start to see her break down and 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 really see the raw inner parts of who she is. I might just go psycho. Um, can we jump around for a second? Let's jump around. Okay, jump around. Jump or- around. <laughs> jump around. <laughs> jump up and get down. 
I'm going to just hop to the end end here and talk about um, Aang and the Fire Lord. I'm going to just go oh, for it. Okay. Cool. Um, so many times, we're, spoiler alert. I'm just going to say it because I want to talk about it. Aang does not end up killing Ozai, the Fire Lord, because he can't. Um, so in this moment, it's kind of I, I've always viewed it, and I still kind of view it. I don't want to say like a. Uh, like full-on cop-out but it's just kind of like really like you're not gonna kill him you've called on all these past avatars even yang chen said it perfectly like you have to take care of what you have to because your your duty is to this world so if that means killing someone to protect the world you do it um and you they make you think that he's gonna kill him and he doesn't and he gets the ability the the island that he's on during this like spiritual retreat is an uh lion turtle and if you don't know what a lion turtle is then you probably shouldn't be listening to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lion turtle gave Aang the ability to um, spirit bend, which is pretty much the ability to take people's bending away. Or give back. Or Yeah, take away or give back. Um, so when he goes to kill Ozai, he... Stops himself. He stops. He's in the avatar state. He's going to kill him, and then he stops. And he ends up spirit bending to take away his his bending instead and this is one of the most i never noticed this before and this really hit me hard because i and this is the thing that i'm not upset that Aang couldn't kill him like that's not what makes me upset it's just like i don't know it's the fact that it's just like he gets off easy you know i understand Aang not being able to kill him but it's the fact that the fire lord's just like okay nothing he's done all of this was literally had the anticipation not even the anticipation was going to kill off the entire earth kingdom you know but in this moment the lion turtle also told Aang that if you if if you are going to spirit bend your spirit has to be unbendable because if it's not you will be taken over by whatever you're trying to get rid of and you see that happen because when he goes to take the spirit his spirit away it's like his avatar state activates and then the fire lord's like bending activates yeah it's like this really cool color palette of Aang's blue spirit and mm -hmm. then Ozai's orange spirit yeah and you see the orange spirit of Ozai taking over Aang till it's pretty much just his eye and then it bursts out and then Aang takes over and that right there I feel like is such a deep moment because he stayed true to who he was in not killing him his spirit was unbendable and that's why he was able to take his spirit away I mean take his bending away which to me gives me goosebumps it's so crazy because I, I don't know why I never noticed this before I never really paid attention to it it's just so, it's an intense moment, and believe me, I really wish Aang would have killed him. I really wish the, the Fire Lord would have died. Oh, yeah, everyone does. But I also, I feel like I have more acceptance of Aang not killing him Definitely. now yeah. than I did before, because I felt like before I was really upset about it, and I still, like I said, wish he'd be dead, but I kind of understand it a little bit more. I just feel like every Avatar is faced with something, like, major huge threat to the world if they don't stop it it's gonna destroy the world and humanity as we know it um and i just feel like every avatar in that moment has to find a new way to do something mm -hmm. and obviously all of those past avatars were telling him to kill ozai and Aang literally couldn't do it in his head he was like that's not me that's not you know mm -hmm. so i just feel like he was that was his that was him finding his own way does that make sense yeah that was his own doing obviously not the previous avatars you know it but 
Can I just say how convenient it is that a lion turtle just happens to be the island he goes to? I mean, it make it makes sense when you when you think about it because it's like I think it's a good introduction to a lion turtle. That island that he's on is the lion turtle, but it's still just like oh, a lion turtle has nowhere to be be seen before, and then pops up, and it's like oh, I'm gonna give you spirit bending so you don't have to kill the fire lord, and you can just give or take away his bending. I don't know. It makes again, like I said, that moment where he ends up taking a spirit bending way because he stayed true to who he was and it was like he was on his spirit was unbendable was such a cool moment for me so i understand it but it's just i loved it either way i the animation the entire scene all of it i adored i loved it it is a masterpiece we have to talk about the battle between azula oh Zuko and Katara. That's where I was going to go next, but I just wanted to get the big one out of the way before I... Sorry for, like, the word vomit, too. I'm just, like... I just had to get it out because I've been thinking it. It's been stuck in my head, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much to it. I loved the fact that the lion turtle was spiritual, Mm -hmm. not real world, and that it, it was also the place that Aang was able to contact his previous selves mm-hmm. like i just felt like that meant a lot to where it i don't know i guess you could call it a cop-out i'm just watching it as it is like it's it's a cartoon it's the story they wanted so I yeah don't know. i'm happy with i it. mean yeah i'm not gonna say i'm disappointed because i mean the story goes on now if the fire lord like came out and like ended up killing people again and somehow escaped that would be a, i would be pissed and be like hey why yeah. didn't you just freaking kill him but, I mean, we all know that doesn't happen. But going back so to far. one person we do wish died more than Ozai, in my opinion, um, Azula. Yeah. <laughs> she was not afraid to kill anyone. She had no feelings. Well, I feel like she about... would have killed her own father. Yeah. She was pissed that she didn't get to experience genocide with him. Um, or doing the genocide, not yeah. getting killed. But um, can we talk about how good they did her downfall her mental downfall oh yeah her voice actress i props to her because she does a phenomenal job but also the animation her little movements it's like it's, it's so creepy. well done it's so well done it's creepy and you see her break eat like with you every see her break multiple with every times scene it's like more and more every and more. interaction with her yeah it's just a spiral. although okay there's a funny moment where she's about to be um, like pronounced the Fire Lord and Zuko and Katara show up and he's like, you're not going to be the Fire Lord because I am. And she's like, let's do an Agni Kai for it then. And Katara's like, wait, Zuko, I thought you said you couldn't do this alone. And he's like, there's just something off about her. And I'm <laughs> like, huh, is it maybe the fact that she cut her hair and she's pretty psycho even more than usual? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, I thought it was funny because he's like, hmm, there's something off about her. And you can physically tell there is something off about her oh and then her mom in the mirror that's sad would you say that was a spiritual thing or would you say it was in azula's head i don't think it was in azula's head i thought about that too because if it was in azula's head she would do everything she could to justify her mom leaving and her mom was telling her i'm not angry i don't fear you i love you why would she tell herself that? Because she doesn't want to accept that. She she wants to but suppress those way, feelings. This so why exactly? So this, why would she think of her mom saying "I love you"? But this was the moment that made her truly mad. Is when she threw that brush. Mm-hmm. I think it was her playing out this scenario in her head because she knows that her mom loved her. She's a smart girl. Yeah. At the end of the day, Azula is a smart girl and she knows things. So, like you were saying, she's trying to suppress that. So. She's obviously trying to suppress it more. She just completely thrashes the mirror. I think it was her last, 
her last mental... Like, bit of sanity trying bit of to get sanity, to her. sanity, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. And it was just that breaking point. Um, the fight between her and Zuko, though, phenomenal. Like, the scenes that we see of her blue fire and his regular fire. And the music. It's like an orchestra. Like, watching this orchestra happen, and then they even zoom out of the city, and you can just see the huge yeah. flames connecting, and it's like... Well, and keep in mind, all firebenders are, are so much more powerful because the comet is like going through Like, ten times, hundred times, whatever. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. Um, there is a moment, though, because... It's amazing. I love them destroying the fire. <laughs> I just the love that they just, you know, tried to kill each other, and they're just ruining everything around them with fire. Um, Azula, I don't I'm raising my hand up because I'm pretending the lightning bend. <laughs> um, starts lightning bend, and she goes to hit Katara because she knows that's going to do more damage to Zuko than it is, um, do, doing more damage to Zuko that way than it would actually physically hurting him. And he goes and jumps in front of Katara and redirects it, but... He gets hurt in the meantime, so it's pretty much Katara and Azula left to fight. Katara pulls one of the best water bending moves I've what ever a seen. Freaking boss! Like just... she like encases them in water and freezes them to where. Well, they're... first of all, she's like stopping these lightning bolts. Yeah. And also like skating around Azula to get away. Yeah, but she ends up encasing them, like freezing them in water, but then stopping... She like breathes a little bubble. Around herself so she can move and within that bubble she takes these chains and chains Azula down into like a little um, like sewer kind of thing it looks like. This is where I want to talk about the storyboarding and animation on this. Like the whole team, whoever came up with these storyboards or just these ideas that yes we want that, we want Katara to do this move and get this chain, like how creatively, like, genius is that? Mm-hmm. Like, who would have come up with that? That is so amazing, and it made sense. Yeah, because it wasn't a move that was like, we're all like, okay, like, Katara would not do that exactly. right now. But it's something that's basic, but still so smart. And that's the difference, is Azula's smart, but at this point, she's, she's having a mental breakdown, yeah. you know? And so Katara's having to think, outsmart her pretty much. She's like, Azula's stronger than me, but... I can outsmart her. And that's what she does. And it's just amazing. Then she goes over and she heals Zuko. And that entire scene is just like... It's just amazing. The last few the last few episodes are just... I They're phenomenal. I love them. I cry just knowing that we're done with it. I mean, I cry, but I can go rewatch it again. But it's just amazing to watch these episodes. Oh, we haven't talked about the blimps. Oh, that's right. I was talking I, about that. More than any, more than any other scene, I felt suspense. Like I didn't know they were gonna make it out alive. Like yes, I know they survived, but in my head, I was like, they're not gonna make and it. And can we? We've said this multiple times. They did the most damage to the. Yeah. To, they took out fleets. Okay, so and when as, they, I mean, like you have Aang taking care of the Fire Lord, and then Katara and Zuko taking care of Azula, but then you have the rest of the Team Avatar taking out fleets of people. Props to Sokka again, like. They take over a whole ship. They get all of the men off there. Which was the ship the Fire Lord was on? Can we talk about that? They got on the ship the Fire Lord was on, didn't they? Mm-mm. He was oh, on a wait, way bigger no, one. Oh, wait, no, that's right. That one fell off. That one um, got taken down. Never mind. Yeah, Aang got that one. But this was that's before right. Aang was there. And they got on a ship, took it over, and then they were like, well, we're going to have to take out these other blimps. 
you know, even if Aang isn't here. And they literally are like coming to the realization that they're most likely not going to survive. Sokka kisses Suki and says, we'll get to that point because she asked a question. And he's like, we'll get to that if we survive. Like they're really willing They've already accepted to risk death. their lives. They have already accepted death. So they are just trying to finish the job. That is scary, but also like amazing friends that Aang has. Mm-hmm. Like in that moment, I was like, wow, they're willing to give it their all. Like literally till their death. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy watching these kids and teenagers go through that. Yeah. Um, and Sokka, for his character, I mean, we talk about Zuko's character development so often, but Sokka's character development from that like first season Sokka to now, he has matured and grown up so much, and he's so smart. But he still maintained that goofiness, that, oh, for that sure. personality about him. They did an amazing job with adding that comedic relief to his character without going overboard, yeah. you know? Because he's funny and goofy, but he's still serious when he needs to be, and he's smart, and he's... He, I, I feel like he's level-headed for the most part, you he's know? He's very inventive. Like, his idea to come up with a crash this into all of them at the right angle... Yeah. Was it so quickly too? It was like, wow. Yeah, for sure. Um, dang. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. There's just so much. And I, I, I'm so happy to have watched it and definitely like documented our reactions on it because I can go back later and listen to us, even though I hate listening to my own voice. We can go back and listen to how we felt in those moments. And it's just so cool. It's such an awesome show. It's such a cool experience. This solidified why I love Avatar and why The Last Airbender is and will always be my favorite cartoon. Yeah, it's so good. It is so good. I just wish that we had more cartoons uh, because they created comics, which which is good. I, I love the comics, but I want more animation of the OG Team Avatar. Me and Isaac talked about it too. How cool would it be to have some kind of um, storyline about the Order of the White Lotus? Yeah, even the White Lotus. Like, they are so OP. And they're so People interesting. People always say Kyoshi, which, don't get me wrong, I want a Kyoshi oh, timeline, yeah. you know? But the Order of the White Lotus, I would freak out for. I would even want for. a Kor- Korok yeah. timeline, whatever his name is. Just give me anything. Any Yeah, anything. At this point, I'm like, okay, you did Korra. But um, can we do some more? It's been a while. Kind of craven. I mean, they're doing the Netflix live action one, which I'm really hoping lives up to the expectations oh, I I'm have so for it. Oh, I'm so hoping. Because if it doesn't, <sighs> it's going to be another movie situation. I don't think they'd do that again. I think they'd learn from the fans. Yeah. At least I'd hope. Because the, fa- the fandom is so loyal to Avatar. And also it's grown with just in the past like five years. Yeah. So just in the past month with Avatar being on Netflix or the past few days even just with everything going on I think if people are it's one of those shows that I feel like you didn't really take too seriously if you were a kid and watched it you just watch and you're like this is cool because I feel like that was me and then I got when I was 17 we went on a vacation I remember and the rest of the family went to like a car show and I stayed home and I watched a marathon of Avatar that was on Nickelodeon and that was the moment that I realized how amazing of a show it really was. Because I enjoyed it as a kid, but this just solidified how amazing it was. Can we talk about the ending ending? Like, where everyone ends up and what journeys they're going on? Yeah, for sure. So, how did you feel about where everyone was at at the end? Um, I felt really good because Iroh has his tea shop. And what I thought was so cool is that... So, Zuko is the Fire Lord now. And he's pretty much, you know, reunited the Avatar and the Fire Nation back together. Actually, all the nations are reunited. You see them at his, um, like, coronation. coronation. Um, but when you go to Iroh's tea shop, 
you see Zuko just himself serving everyone. And that to me was such a humble moment because he's the Fire Lord and he didn't let, unlike his past, you know, like ancestors, he didn't let it get to his head. And he's taking the time to serve the people he loves who are from all different walks um, of life yeah and nations exactly and so it's just really cool and him and may are together and yeah. Aang and katara kiss and they're together and tylee's a kiyoshi warrior now yes, which which makes total sense and that means the kiyoshi warriors are gonna know how to chi block oh f- they can properly defend against say like another azula they're gonna be so op yeah suki's already op without any bending can you imagine if she learns how to chi block She'd and be suki unstoppable. and sakura are together which by far probably my favorite couple in the entire avatar universe not even kidding i love katara and Aang, but they're like uh of course it's gonna happen i'm more you know? of a uh i think it's a zoff a or like and a sokka a- no, uh, I've talked Tuko. to Jackie about this. I could see Toph and Sokka like having a moment where they no, dated, I'm, I'm more of but a, not like I'm more of a Toph and Zuko. Oh, yeah, don't feel that. <laughs> I don't ship Zuko with anyone else but me. Done. Yeah. End of story. Yeah, he's such a good character. Yeah, and May is such like a a good, I guess like balance for him. Yeah, because they're kind of similar. But they're she calms him. Yeah, they're similar, but yet still different in some ways, you know? We need to do, like, a whole ship episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we haven't done this in a while. I didn't realize that till oh, like, our favorite way later. favorite characters. Yeah. Who is your favorite? Um, who? this is so hard. It's all of them, right? It's like, literally, there's something. There's something about I, all of them. There's something about every single character at this point that I absolutely love. It's really hard. Um, I can say something about each character. My least favorite character... Easy, Ozai. Only because, can we just talk about, I mean, we've talked about this before, about how, like, I guess bad of a villain he was. It really wasn't that, I guess, I don't know what I'm trying to say. but Believable? Yeah, because to me, I mean, the, Ozai has always been the big bad villain. But then you have, like, Azula and Zuko during times that they're fighting. So I felt like we didn't get enough of the bad guy view of Ozai to really hate him that much. So when we see him, I'm just more annoyed with him than anything. I think what they were trying to get at is he's so evil, you don't get to see him till literally the last five, four episodes. It's just so stupid, though. But this is where I think they went wrong, is he doesn't have enough personality. His only trait is, I'm evil. Exactly. Whereas if he had as much personality as, let's say, Azula or Zuko, Uh it would be even more, like... Wow. No that's wonder why, we had to wait this long. That's why I would have rather saw Azula dead than Ozai because Azula has proved to us time and time again how evil she is and how she's going to manipulative like, and act on those thoughts. You know, like yeah. she wants to kill someone, she's going to do it whether it's family or not because um, at the end of the day her only motivation is power. That is scary. Um <laughs> Something I have failed to mention until now, I loved how suspenseful it was when it's like showing I think it was part two, the beginning of part two or part three of, I think it's part three. Um, the whole color change, the pal- color palette's very dark and red and orange. And then you have the Fire Lord and it zooms in on the fleet. And it's just like, it puts you in that mood of like, this is dark. Like something's about to go down. Can we talk about also how amazing it was when Aang gets hit, you know, where Azula hit him in the back oh, yeah. and you see all the past avatars show up and Would light up? Would you call that a cop out for him to go into the avatar state again? So, I don't know, I don't understand why he didn't go into the Avatar state in any other moments. Because the thing is, is Azula killed him, so technically, no Avatars at that point. It it didn't take his Avatar state away, it just took the ability of the Avatar existing after him away, because he would have been dead. But then, 
K- Katara healed him, but I think there's also some- something with like the chakras that I think affected it too. Well, and when the lion turtle touched him, it was very specific on like the the it chest was region and, and the forehead. Chest. Yeah, so I'm so sure. I- I'm sure. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I love watching the Avatar, whether it's Korra or Aang or Koshi or anyone go into the Avatar state because I just think it's boss. So I enjoyed it. And it was just boss because he had, he like encased himself in a bubble pretty much with all four elements. And it was just like. The ball? Yeah, it's. (laughs) Ball. (laughs) He encases himself in like rocks. I mean, I think. Right before the Avatar state. And it's just like. We made this joke that like he just runs away from the like Fire Lord. He He just rolls around. He's just constantly rolling around. Um, my favorite character by far, I've said this multiple episodes, Iroh. Just, there's nothing wrong with him. If anyone ever tells me that they hate Iroh or it's their least favorite character, I will never trust that person. Yeah, don't trust the person that hates Iroh. That's all I gotta say. Um, my least favorite would probably have to be Azula or Rosa, yeah. Azula, I feel like... Every character at this point has proved themselves so much and has grown so much. There's not really one thing I feel like to really hate about them or yeah. dislike. So it's like true. the only characters, at least for me, I can dislike are the truly evil one. Yeah. Which is Azula and Ozai. <laughs> Very true. But even Azula has so much personality to her that I still, I felt for her. I'm not going to lie. When she threw that hairbrush. I I felt for her because she's in pain, obviously. The reason she is the way she is is because there's something deeper going on inside. But again, I'm just like, man, well, and her mom, kill her. Her mom in the mirror and I just getting flashbacks of her as a child. Yeah. And it's like, wow, Azula has dealt with whatever she's dealt with for so long. Like mm-hmm. she could she could change in this moment and then it's just completely gone mm-hmm. at that point. Wow, we just like talk nonstop. <laughs> We went all over the place. I, we did. Me and Rich were talking right before, and we were like, we should write down stuff so it's not so all over the place like our previous episodes. But like we said, we can't, we couldn't write down stuff. There's just so much. Yeah, we, we couldn't collect our thoughts to talk because there was so much to touch on. Uh, I think we pretty much covered it, though. Let us know if you've seen these episodes or are going to. Let us know your opinions on them because oh, also, I'm really interested. Boomy can literally move like mountains oh, almost. Boomy is like, I, I would love to see him and Toph train together. Yeah. Just give me an episode of that. Call it good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. These episodes, I'm really sad to be done with Avatar, The Last Airbender, but it's been amazing to go on this journey with them again. You know, as yeah. cringy as it sounds, I loved every bit of it. Yeah. Um, and so this means next we will be hopping into Korra, Legend of Korra, where we haven't really talked about how long of a break we're going to take, but I think we're going to take a little break. Um, I already have stuff gathered for a Korra giveaway to do at the end of, of Legend of Korra. So if you didn't win this giveaway, don't worry because there is another one coming with Legend of Korra, which is shorter than Avatar The Last Airbender. Can we talk about that, too? Like, Korra is, like, ten episodes in each season, and you feel so jammed. Like- yeah, the equivalent of Korra episodes to The Last Airbender, it only goes to the end of season two of The Last Airbender. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. But it's it's also nice because you get more fast-paced True. stuff. Um, but we will keep you guys updated on our social media sites, so if you don't follow us already, please do if you're interested, and we'll update you guys on there, post... Uh, stuff that's going on and different things like that. I don't think I have much more to say. I've already yeah. <laughs> pretty much spewed my opinion all over. That um, sounds so... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
thank you guys so much for listening and coming on this journey with us. Yes, thank you for joining us on this journey. Again, like I said, it was cringy, but this has been a journey, and it has been so much fun, and Isaac and I really genuinely have enjoyed this. Like, we look forward to watching Avatar every week, and even on the weeks where we felt so tired, and like we're like, oh, I don't want to do this. We have been refraining from watching these last five episodes oh, until now. The last, like, the last few episodes of our podcast have been so hard not to, to like, just keep watching yeah because we are at that point where it's like oh, i just want to watch it but now that i've watched it i'm like oh no i don't want to watch it because i don't want it to end but thank you guys so much for following us downloading listening to us ramble on about just interacting everything. or even stumbling upon it even if you didn't want to <laughs> it means more than you know to yeah. us um, as always, I guess this is the last time I'll say it. This is so depressing as if it's no. like, this is the last time for Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. When you hear us next, we will be talking about Legend of Korra. So prepare yourselves. Um, also giveaway. Giveaway what? Do we want to mention that again? Oh, the giveaway is going to be announced today, Friday. Um, but it will be posted on our social media. So again, that is Let's Talk Avatar on Instagram and on Twitter it is Let's Avatar. Yes. So um, if you are the winner and you're listening, I will have contacted you by now. So <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I'm contacting you. Um, anyway, as always, thank you guys so much. I'm Rachel. I'm Isaac. And we will see you in Legend of Korra next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Let's Talk Avatar. I'm Isaac. And I'm Rachel. You can find us on our website at nonessentialmedia.com. On Instagram under nonessentialmedia. On Twitter at nonessentialm. And on Facebook by searching nonessentialmedia. Join us next week for another episode of Let's Talk Avatar. We love you, baby hope.